0: JJ. A beer, mate. Are you ready for Triple Shots on The Runs? The
1: 24-Hour Music Bar. The are on. JJ. You're listening to JJ Kane. I'm Jay Townsend from British Band Week 13. And uh, please share this show with your friends. Even if you're involved in a serious crime... And uh, you're about you're about to get murdered. Before you call 999, please share this show. It's very important.
2: Welcome to another quite great triple shots on the rock show And as you heard at the beginning I am with Nick J Townsend from week 13
1: Nick you're on the line, how are you my darling, how are you doing? Thank you ever so much uh, for inviting Nick J Townsend onto your show Really I'm proud of myself for being dressed and um, on time Um, I'm really overwhelmed, it actually brings a tear to my eye (laughs)
2: Well, if there's any consolation to you, my darling, I also am up and dressed. (laughs) Between you and me, that's a rarity. But don't tell anyone, okay? because it's our little secret. (laughs) Nick, I've known you for some time now, and um, I played us in with your track, The Joker, um, which I absolutely love. That's new to me. So um, tell me, tell me, tell me, where does it all begin what inspired you? I
1: think i i began I began writing lyrics, but I didn't realize there were lyrics at the time. I was um, I was heavily bullied as a child, so I'd um, draw or uh, write. I did a lot of art, and um, the w- words I was writing eventually led to lyrics. It was actually a fluke that I uh, started playing guitar um, because I had a neighbour. Uh, called Jeremy Baker and a friend of his called Sonia uh, left an acoustic guitar uh, in, in his bedroom and I used to you know, pop around and see him quite frequently and he'd been there for a month and i said say have you um, got any good at this? And he, he said um, um, he, he showed me something it wasn't impressive looking back but I mean for, for him it, it seemed brilliant and then I said can I just borrow it for a, a night? And I did, and I think I played on it for about three hours. I came back, and I showed him a chord and stuff. And I was like, I was technically—he's like, wow, like um what you yeah, thats I, I played more than four notes in a row, which was uh, impressive. And uh, I'd made up a chord, and yeah, and I thought, you know, could I borrow this for another day? He's like, yeah, yeah. So I, I was, I, I was actually accidentally thrown into music, I realised it was a very good creative outlet.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you, and I bet they were glad to have their bedroom back as well. (laughs) I've just come round to see you, but I'm going to spend three hours in your bedroom. Is that all right?
1: (laughs) Oh, God, well, at least you got the guitar. Go on, carry on. I I think um, after about six months, um, I got to the point where I started writing songs, and it, it wasn't just like something I did. Um, after school um, I I started doing it properly I I I formed um, a band with some musicians it was a high school band and we we played uh, uh, Metallica covers and Queen covers and things like that I I hadn't actually um, started writing uh, full songs yet I I, I had started writing guitar riffs and things like that which would lead to my own songs but it, it wasn't until that band finished and uh I I went to uh, a music college in Kidderminster. it's a part of the United Kingdom, Um, and um, I went to performing arts um, for two years, I didn't do the third year, and I learned about, obviously, performance, and I think I wrote a lot of um, my best riffs um, at the time, and there was Thinking, what am I going to do with these riffs? So I thought I'd start a band. I, I, I did do a thrash metal band for about nine months, um, and then um, Week 14 kind of came into life um, after I left college, and I, I had all this like lyrics and um, riffs. And I wanted to, you know, do something with it, do some with them. So um, yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah, that's what kind of got me into music, really. Just uh, uh, Sheer fluke. Wow, that's amazing. So, week 13 have been together since you were sort of
2: schoolboys. Goodness gracious me. I'd love to have been in that band at the beginning, <laughs> <I> tell you. <laughs> you were probably like, um I, I don't know, you know, like the, the, you do the assembly at school and uh, you do a cover version, and the teachers go, oh, pretty cool, yeah. And then suddenly they turn up at one of your gigs and you're doing thrash metal. <laughs> it's like they didn't do that in our school. <laughs> Do you know, I went to school with Sid Vicious, well, he was a few years above me and we weren't allowed to mention him because of obviously what he went on to do, it was hysterical and there were SIDS written all over the walls everywhere, do you know what I mean, it was graffiti and I swear to God it killed the headmaster off, it really did, he turned into a beetroot face so funny anyway my love let's have a listen to your second track let's have a listen here we go Giving the Spanish Inquisition. That was closure, Nick, and what a track that is. An absolute banger. Who do you look up to as a musician? Oh, always a tough question, this one.
1: Musicians I look up to. Um, I think if it's a poster on the uh, ceiling, uh, I would definitely look up to it. If it was a poster Jimi Hendrix uh, or Kurt Cobain. I'd look up to that.
2: Well, my darling, you are in good company because behind me, I have Jimi Hendrix, yes. He's kind of 3D and it looks like his guitar is poking me in the back of the neck. (laughs) But I wouldn't mind if it was, to be honest with you. I really wouldn't. (laughs) Anyway, back to you. That's my fantasy.
1: Seriously, those were big influences. Um, I, like most kids, grew up with whatever bands were popular at the time. It was usually Metallica, Guns and Roses, Alice in Chains and things like that. But there's a lot of um, music um, like uh, Elton John, and um, uh, so art- artists like Elton John that I grew up with. And I was always actually very impressed by the guitar work because there was always really cool guitar parts. A lot of people just kind of go, it's all, it's all piano and singing. No, no, there was some great, great keyboards and synth basses and it it was um kind of very uh very reminiscent of a lot of the um the music that used to um inspire me from uh, film soundtracks and I used to love the um horror scores by John Carpenter um filmmakers like that who are also great musicians in fact I've seen this band um play live they're amazing I've got two of John Carpenter's albums and I've watched all his films. Um and, and like people like that I look I look up to quite a lot. Uh John Carpenter was and still is a huge influence uh, on my work. But um yeah, um I look I look up to a few um I suppose you could call them obvious influences, but the not so obvious ones are people like uh, Kenny Everett, Les Dawson, they were huge uh Influences. Um, I mean, I'm also a vocalist and a singer, and uh, I write lyrics and stuff. And uh, I think you have to have a sense of panache, a sense of um, character when you were doing lyrics and writing music. And I, I actually think there's a bit of satire in a lot of the stuff I produce, and I probably picked up a lot of sarcasm from Les Dawson and Kenny Everett. And there uh, are some great comedians of the uh, the early 80s.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they just don't make the comedy like it used to be, do they? I mean, I grew up with Les Dawson, and to me, he is a genius. And I used to teach saxophone, and um, I had this one one person that really couldn't play. And I suggested all different types of uh, instruments that may suit them and in the end I just said look my love you are to the saxophone what Les Dawson was to the piano (laughs) but I mean to be that to be that to be able to be that bad on the piano you had to be absolutely brilliant and then Les Dawson did all that and going back to Elton John as you probably have heard my shows I absolutely Love Elton John, Bernie Taupin's lyrics were amazing. Elton John had the ear, and those two were born to be together. Do you know what I mean? They they were just like pre pre arranged up above, a bit like Paul Simon and. Uh, off, uncle. You know those types of things. They, they, they're just meant to be, aren't they? Right. That's enough for me nattering on. Let's have a listen to a third track from you, and uh, sit back, relax, and let's have another drink, shall we? Huh? That's two doubles for me and him. Thank you. Oh, and one for him in the box. Good. cameras are everywhere from week 13 and they are especially you know CCTV is everywhere apart from when you need it and then there's none available or it was not working it was faulty it was switched off at the time (laughs) not that I'm pointing at anybody in particular but you know what I mean yes very handy Right, you are with me, JJ Kane, and I am with Nick J. Townsend from Week 13. Welcome back to the show, my love, welcome. I have another question to ask you, my darling. So, uh, how are you doing with the drink there? You okay? Yeah? Great. Right, let's get stuck into another question. And that is, how would you best describe your music?
1: I I think I'm actually already kind of explained that, Um, satire, we we are a satire, I think, it's taken me a long time to work out what week 13 is, we've been going for quite a while, we've got a lot of um, um, interesting releases out there, but I I think it's it's almost like a band that shouldn't be a band, Uh, we just write songs that stick in your head, Uh, there's usually a reason why the song's made. It could be uh, something funny, it could be something serious, it could be a a hot topic, but it's always done with a little bit of cheekiness.
2: I know what you mean there, my darling, I'm exactly the same, I think that's why we get along,
1: it's always a bit too or tongue in cheek, or a bit too close to that political bone, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Or or sometimes, actually, there's a very sincere message um, disguised as a slap, Yeah it's it's okay we could just go oh it's metal punk rock yeah which doesn't really explain what week 14 is at all but it's the best way to kind of understand some of the genres involved in week In, but there's a, a lot of um there's a there's a lot of things happening in week In. visually as well uh, when we make music videos there's usually a lot of uh uh themes like whether from sci-fi or um I don't know, nostalgic kind of nods or, or, or we're just trying to entertain. Uh, I think basically week for is just fun, really. Um, I, I think it's just fun. I, I, I think you've got to have fun if you're making music because if you don't, then uh, you, you'll just be dead inside.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. i never forget the first time that I played uh, Sitting on the Dock of a Bay. <laughs> it was like... I really like this band. I really like them. They've really punked up a fantastic song. And you did it at such a perfect time with the politics being as they were. I don't know whether that was intended, but it certainly worked out well for me because I had Boris Johnson sat on the dock of a bay. <laughs> and on that note, we shall play a dock of a bay. up the bar with me and Nick J. Townsend from Week 13. That was Loyal Coward and before that it was sitting on the dock of a bay. Absolute stonkers of tracks. I actually want to be in the band. Nick, tell me, what are your
1: creative sessions like? Um, it's when, when we're making music or writing music, it, it's, it's usually a different experience each time Right. Sometimes it starts off with uh, a word, a lyric, uh, a song title, a feeling. Right, yeah. Um, that might sound really yeah. You know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it, it's it's kind of like um sometimes I start with a guitar riff. Um sometimes I start with a lyric. Right. And then I write a guitar lyric some a guitar riff uh, for that lyric which becomes a chorus mm-hmm. and then Sometimes it, it, it's um, it's just come out of a, a gut instinct. I mean, there's something I want to write about, and I've got a theme, and um, the music comes after. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, some so, some good musicians just write music and go, la, 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 and "I'll slap some vocals on." I, th- I think uh, yeah, write, write music. Yeah, definitely, I, I write music. But um, I think if I'm going to write something, there's got to be a point to it. And I think with every week for each song, there is a uh, a point. So the, the creative side of it, it's kind of like you know when, when you are uh, Well, I, I'm sort of speaking for me, really, than other people. But when, when I was young, I used to sort of um, draw and do art, and right. like, some people would sort of sit on a desk. And draw. I was never that person. I'd lie on the floor with all my um, <laughs> notepads and paper and stuff all over the floor. Everything was within arm's reach, <laughs> uh, including uh, lemonade and uh, pens and whatever erasers. And, and and that's how I would draw. I, I think that's how i write as well. Um, it's usually quite messy. It's just like I could be in a messy... Some, some people like a really clean tidy studio um well I'm being creative um uh, anything goes really and um it's just like my my drive is to to get the message across so if I'm writing a song about something I um uh, I uh, really uh consider important um I will immerse myself in that and um it's whatever it takes and yeah, some it's like um songs can take uh Weeks, months, sometimes it's all done in the day, but it's got to be a very productive day because I'm, I'm always trimming the fat off uh, stuff. i write something and you know, I might say that's really good, but I'll, I'll look back on it in about a week's time and go, hmm, if I uh, rearrange that a little bit mm. or I need to change that word. Yeah, because some people just don't even think. They just write something first time and go, that's it. That's, that's what you call a first draft. Right, yeah. I'll have a third, fourth, tenth draft, and then I, I refine it till I think it's uh, ready. Yeah. Um, before I go into the studio, um, I've got my shit together. Uh, I see a lot of bands. and I, I can't believe bands actually write in the recording studio. Now, I understand if there's something new that's happened and you want to... Yeah. Uh embrace something you've just discovered in the recording studio because you're there, you've got to do it there and then. Yeah, yeah. But some people actually just write their entire album in the studio. I can't think of a more depressing uh thing to do. Um I write my music uh, walking um in the countryside or uh, walking into town, uh in coffee shops. Um my surroundings uh reflect a lot of what we write and uh, from thinking stuff. I, I don't want to be trapped in a box writing music. Uh, otherwise, that's what I'd be writing about being trapped in a box. I couldn't
2: agree with you more, my love. I used to go anywhere and everywhere to write. Um, I even had a camper van and a caravan, um, which was plonked on top of the mendips. But normally, um, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> one of my songs I wrote was called "Kneeling on Concrete." OK, and um, I was actually writing the song Kneeling on Concrete and the pain was so bad in my knees, it ref- it came out and reflected in the song and it was exactly what I needed to do to write that song. I don't know if you've ever knelt on concrete for very long. It was at a beach, to be honest with you, and it had, like, steps going down onto the, uh, the pebbles and um, I just sort of been on the pebbles and had a little splash in the sea and went back to the steps and uh, was on my knees and oh my god did it hurt and I tell you what that song I'm really proud of so I totally get it yeah that wouldn't have happened I can tell you that for nothing right I have another question for you my lovely um who would you choose to collaborate with if you had anybody in the world who would it be
1: Uh, I collaborate musically um With people I like working with, so as far as um, oh, if you could collaborate with anyone, who would it be? Um, I'd have to give a toss. Yeah, like um, there have to be people I get on with. Yeah, that that sounds stupid. Yeah, it's like oh, they're musical, they're musical geniuses. (laughs) They've probably got seven writers now, complete arse on. But the people I get on with uh, are great people. Is a uh, Martin Stanya, right. by Naked Sunday, right? Yeah, fantastic musician. Um, I love any chance I get to work with him. Uh, there's a a rapper called Fonzie Neutron, um, or oh, I think he's also known as Warren Alfonso. Right. He's, he's got a lot of uh, different names, but musically I know him as Fonzie Neutron, and uh, he's a great rapper, and and he gets me, and I think I get him, and I think that's why we get each other. Because there's something we get. And we've done a couple of songs together, uh, sort of, uh, what would you call it? Um, Just just sort of uh, bringing hip-hop and rock music together and making something interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just like a jam, I guess. But it's just like a a jam of uh, respecting each other's um, strengths. Um, I have full confidence in what he does. And I believe he's got full confidence in what I do. So that's a good person to collaborate with. I mean, you could go, well, you want to work with people to test you. That's all very well. But, like, uh, I know what I'm capable of. And I will work hard while I'm working with other people who also work hard. So um, I'm not just um, going to work with Tony yeah, Because those people have probably got about seven or eight writers that write half their shit for them. I wouldn't work with her anyway. (laughs)
2: well said my darling well said um yeah but i do know what you mean there has to be that chemistry it doesn't matter whether they're sort of the number one writer in your genre in the world um and you don't get along with them it it just ain't going to happen because music is chemistry and um you put that very well my love very well well said so tell me, now this is another tricky question. What would you be doing if you weren't doing music? I'd probably be in prison. Where would you be? Uh,
1: if I wasn't doing music, like, I'd probably be a severe graphic novel collector. Uh, when I was growing up, all I used to do was read um, e- Eagle, uh, Beano, Wizard and Chips, Dundee, the Beano, um, Scream Magazine. Well, it was a comic, but it's called Scream. And um, Judge Dredd, 2001 AD. It's like, t- like 2000 AD. God. I, <laughs> um, I was reading my comics. I was into... The, I, I probably, if I wasn't doing music now, I'd probably be one of the last VHS rental shops um, around. Seriously? And I'd be trying to tell everybody that... Um, um, We need to get ourselves a VHS video recorder to uh, embrace Hollywood. Um, I I just love... I I used to have a massive collection of horror films. I I donated them to a filmmaker I know um, called Tom Lee Rutter because I I thought he'd um, appreciate those for his collection. Also, it was one way of getting rid of 300 VHS uh, (laughs) B-movies. But, but like... um, I have such an appreciation for um, um, sci-fi and horror right. and uh, comic books. I imagine if I wasn't doing music, I, I'd I'd be doing something uh, um, related to that. So I'd probably have a, a kind of comic shop or a comic right, store. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, um, I'd probably be doing that. Either that, or I'd be a
2: civil servant. Oh my lord! No, don't go there. Don't go there. My son. Um, He's very much into um, cosplay and things like that. And like you, he's got the collections of um, uh, figures and uh, VHSs and he's only 21 but uh, he's got absolutely everything and it's like I go into his room and I can't find him for the pile of collectors uh, and collections that he's got and he's really into Scream at the moment really into Scream um I like the funny version of it but the he's into he's actually becoming a priest but he's into Scream (laughs) don't know what that says about me darling But so there you go yes it takes all sorts anyway enough about that this is mary talking of religion by week 13 take it away Jay Townsend from week 13. This is Mary. Now tell me, Nick, tell me, I've got another question for you. Where have you performed lately? I mean musically. Of course.
1: (laughs) I enjoy playing gigs, but I I do it with moderation. Uh, I will play a show and I'll play a gig. And um, I get more excited for what happens in between the gigs, uh, like making music videos and writing music. And recording music. I love working in the recording studio, uh, working with uh, engineers. There's a great engineer called John Stewart in commentary. I love going to his studio and um, recording. So uh, that's kind of a gig to me. Um, But it's like some people just don't um, do well in the studio. I I embrace it. I love it. Um, I mean, we, we did a gig in Nottingham um and that was fun I, I like going to places and um playing but um I get more excited um creating the music uh that sounds like it's not, it's not what I like seeing people you know I, I love I I am as soon as I um yeah the we'll lights go down I and mean, then they come up again and um uh, week for start playing live I will go out like a bat out of hell but um that's only for what 45 minutes. Yeah, you because know, that's your forty-five minute set. It's like a quick fix, really. Yeah, you know, whereas uh, writing a song can take so much time, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. I enjoy writing. I enjoy recording. I am a, I am the best person to employ, um, uh, to uh, sit in the studio and write songs and uh, for week fifteen because I'm the biggest fan of week fifteen. Yeah, which makes sense, really, because like if I didn't like what I was doing, uh, I wouldn't be doing it.
2: Well, no, absolutely not. And that makes perfect sense to me, darling. I'm absolutely up that street. If I'm not happy, then I'm, you know, doing music. If music is becoming a chore, um, then I'm not happy. I'm not in the right environment. So, um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. And if radio became a chore, I would stop doing it. But that, oh, God, please don't make that happen. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Came close a few times, but I'm still here. And um, like you, I do go into the studio prepared, but oh my god, I love being in the studio. And you don't get those terrifying nerves uh, before you go into the studio because you know you can just sit there, have a cup of tea, relax, um, you know, make some music if it doesn't sound exactly how you want it to you can go and fiddle with it or do it again. And I much prefer just to do it again, to get that real raw feelings. well it does to me anyway. So, have you got anything upcoming? Was it a big secret? I won't tell, I promise.
1: Well, at the moment, um, we've got a few things um, on the table. Um, I- I'm currently working out... Um, oh, we- we're going to drop a, um, a new single... Uh, on a record label, uh, which we've just signed a deal with.
2: Oh, congratulations on
1: that. And we we did the song specifically for uh, this label. It's right. got about 400 um, death metal and black metal bands, and uh, we thought it would be funny if um, our first song on their label would be a song called I'm More Metal Than You. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I don't... It's <laughs> Just me trying to uh rock the boat i guess uh i'm I'm not really trying to rub people the wrong way it's just there's a story behind it i i had um um I can't remember who it was it was it, it, it was someone from um a long time ago and they'd seen me play and um they were, they were once in a band and it never worked out for them but um I carried on and I keep making music and um I've done fairly well. Um, but he kind of looked at me and disgust as if I wasn't uh, good enough to be doing what I'm actually doing. And He kind of said, uh, oh, you're not really metal, really. And I felt like, fuck you. You quit after, I don't know, um, six months or some crap like that. You know, fuck you, you shit. Yeah, I'm more metal than you. And I thought, yeah, do a song called I'm More Metal Than You and and, and, and what was really embarrassing? Um, fair play to my partner, but um, she sort of stepped in and uh, he goes, "Oh, he, he writes bloody good metal songs." And He, he, he turned out, and goes, oh, oh, if um, if you if you write one, then send it to me." Is you want me to send you something? I was like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I thought. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I, I tell you what, no actually, I'm going to take that back, I will send you something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you a song <laughs> all about your shit fucking opinion. It's um, <laughs> like,
2: okay, um, carry on.
1: <laughs> it kind of got me wound up because number one, I don't really buy into it. You're more metal. It's just uh, a word. But it was just the arrogance of this arsehole. I've worked my tits off and for him just to sort of fob me off, um and he, he had a chance to work with me a, a long time ago and he um he turned it down. But it's almost like because he gave up his dreams, uh my dreams is shit. Yeah, I was like, fuck you. I, I make my dreams happen. If I have an idea, I turn that into reality. The only thing you can do is work in some shitty takeaway. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, that's got a bit personal, hasn't it, JJ oh, Sorry about that. Right. Um yeah, so uh is this revenge? Oh, I guess it's. I guess you could call it. About. No, I, I wanted to write a song. Which number one, I, I had that experience. I, I, I just came up with the. I'm more metal than you. Oh, and I just thought, what a, what an egotistical thing to say. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I thought, what if I wrote the most egotistical metal song, ever? I, it, it's a it's a metal satire. The whole song is actually. Um, I, I would let you listen to it, uh, JJ, but unfortunately, um, this is the first release for. Um, the label, oh, right, it'll come out on April 13th. So, oh, I'm God. afraid you haven't got permission to play it today. Oh, wait, <laughs> I do apologize. Oh. Uh, but it's just so it's a big surprise when it comes out. I'll probably ruin some of the surprise by saying what it's about, but it's just kind of um, a, a song to sort of um, almost uh, salute metal, right? And I will, I've, I'm giving you metal, I'm giving you more metal than you ever had before. In three minutes. And at the same time, just to show that, yeah, if you want to be heavy, we can be heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's no skin off my nose. But I don't have to be heavy all the time just to write a song. Yeah. I know a lot of bands that it's like, oh, it's everything we can do. Yeah. Um, And I'm not as limited as that. I can do anything. Yeah. And make it sound heavy. I could do something light and make that sound heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need to have everything, um, like... um, on ten and and just yell all the time. Um, you can do a lot with uh, good writing. I think good metal um, is about good writing. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the most technically e- efficient artists are those that do thrash or, um, you know, really, really hard metal because you have to be. And, uh, the, you know, some people just think it's all about making a blooming racket. It's not. It is a very, very, very complex and um, well put together music, you know. It's, it's on a par with classical. It really is. It really is. And you're more Iron Man of metal. So tell me, what is your favourite song to play, my lovely? Tell me, which one is it? Um,
1: my favourite song performing live is probably Joke. It's a fun song. It's uh, very rock. It's very, um, oh, I don't know, very jumpy, bouncy. And I just get a great feeling playing it live. It's one of those songs where the, the chorus, where you, you see people singing it back at you. And that's always a good thing. When you see people's mouths moving and they're actually imitating what you're saying, uh, it, it means they've downloaded the song or bought the record, you know, which is great. yeah. You know. But um, also it's a testament to the um, catchiness of the song. It, it really sticks in your head. Um, I'm, I'm just a joke, but you follow me. Uh, it's just that, that does seem to stick with a lot of people that listen to it. Um, I enjoy playing that one live uh, but I, I think I wouldn't want to say that's my favourite um, but it's one of my favourites
2: Yeah it is a fantastic track I must admit this is one of my favourites and it's the recent one that you sent to me You Don't Love Me Oh sorry Here we go <laughs> listening to triple shots on the rocks i am with nick j townsend from week 13 i really want to have a lock-in with you nick honestly i could talk to you forever Um, but we've sadly we've come to the end darling tell me do you have a message to give to your fans and uh, if so now is the time the floor is yours the microphone is yours Tell them what you want to hear, what they want to hear, what I want (laughs) to hear. I'm loving this track, honestly. It's an absolute stonker. Right, over to you, over to you.
1: Well, if there's a message uh, to tell my fans, and that is um, I'm never going to change the way I do things. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be stuck in a rut. I'm always going to be doing something different. I'm always going to try and make things interesting. I'm always going to rock the boat. I'm always going to try and think of new ways to make people cringe. Or go, ooh, or or maybe a ooh. I'm just going to just keep on um, uh, being creative. This isn't a part-time job. Um, When I um, said I'm going to be a rock star, I, I bloody meant it. And... Rock stars make music, well, I make music and I'm a rock star, so I don't care what you think of me, Um, but as far as my fans, the people that really believe in what I do, uh, they've stuck with me all this time and uh, they've got a lot more to come from me, I've got so much more to do and they will be very aware of it soon. There's going to be a a double album out soon which will give them an idea of... uh, um, what else is to come because once they hear a double album and they go oh that's good the, they they won't just go oh that's it the people that know me know oh my god that's good what's he gonna do next because I'm not just gonna sit there and just get fat yeah you know? I'm gonna just keep writing for the rest of my life I, I'm i in this for the long haul oh thank goodness for and, that uh, with that I would just like to say what a a grand pleasure it was JJ I had so much fun today. I really had a lot of fun. Thank you ever so much for inviting me onto your show.
2: <laughs> He's
1: beginning to talk like me.
2: It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Nick J Townsend and Week 13. Give it up. Go and check them out on Spotify. You've been fantastic, my darling, and I'll talk to you soon. And bye for now. Bye-bye.